welcome to another episode of Cinema Red Pill. I'm your host, Sharon. Very excited to be with my first other person that's not Timothy. <laughs> yeah, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Philip. Mm. I'm super psyched. Mm. Long time listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I finally with someone else and as soon as I asked him what would you want to talk about, he asked for the oddest topic you could ever think about. I'm not in my head. <laughs> this was a challenge. I'm beginning to think maybe it's nice that it was a challenge so the next ones will come easy, hopefully. <laughs> But today we're going to do our first list, our first top five list of different topics that we'll eventually have top five lists about. So as I hit this boy up, ask him what he wants to talk about and he's like, let's talk about war films. Yep. Why the hell did you pick that <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Disclaimer. You asked for animated <laughs> films at first. And then you refused. Yeah, because... Uh, well, in, in my recent well, film things that I've watched, mm. right, animated have been quite spaced out. I feel like the war films stick most in your mind. Especially okay. for someone who hasn't been watching movies much. Mm. It's easy to remember guys being shot. Compared to... Cartoons having a blast. No, cartoons are fantastic. But how do you pick a top five? Like that was my challenge. My my, my top five is right at the tip of my fingers for that. For animations. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a story for another day. I know. Anyway, so you tell us something about yourself. Just something. Okay. Uh, my uh, internet name is Pencil Man. <laughs> so that's yes. just things to do with pencils exactly and yeah. why i thought the animation thing would vibe yeah so people think but no <laughs> but no okay yeah so uh i'm a cartoonist mm-hmm. uh designer mm-hmm. i work with panya go panya am i allowed to advertise it's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fine and uh also do some work with katoto yes yeah. more so Yeah. Although you're being dissed as hell right now, but you know what? it's fine. It's fine. All publicity is good publicity. And I uh, know I don't want to give away too much now. I'll, I'll keep. Um, will you have something in store for us? Why do you say that? Um, <laughs> that can be I'll the only quiet. thing. <laughs> you had nothing. I'm glad you have like six listeners. Shut up, Shul. Six. I'm steady twenty. Ah, fantastic. No, some people listen twice. <laughs> oh God. I'm like three of your listeners. <laughs> most genuine thing I'm ever <laughs> anyway so when it comes to these lists whenever I would suggest them even to set him with you'd be like but we need to have like something that's prompted the list yeah. and your list was random as it hell it was super random but me I went on the internet determined to find something that was going on yeah. with war films I found the most obscure thing you can ever think about uh-huh. so here's my intro in the light of the news yep. that Joss Whedon, the guy who did Avengers and Avengers Ultron and yeah, yeah. Um, the series, the popular series I've forgotten he announced that his next project is a World War II horror movie no. so here's our top 5 <laughs> war related <laughs> movies <laughs> that's the only thing I could find that was related to something war in recent news yeah. like current 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 know, news but it feels like a relatively neglected genre 
It's not. Even Christopher Nolan is going to do war film after. Mm. It's not neglected. There no, were so many choices, the, actually. I think that, that, that lends to my point. The fact that people feel like it's neglected. Now you have all these big shot directors. Mm. They want to now jump in. That's my point. Like in 2016, 2015, mm. can you think of any notable war film? Okay. okay now here comes to the point. Like when you were making your list, yeah. what were you determining to be a war film? Because there's one it of is. the things on my list. Yeah. <laughs> I even laughed as I put it there, but I'm not taking it off. You make a good point. Yeah. I think we should what? open mm. by defining what we mean. What by we war mean films. by a war film. Yeah. yeah. You have to define that. Is it war does it have to be country versus country? Of course a civil war also counts as a war. Yeah. And the war, especially like in the US, there's civil yeah. war between that. There's fictional wars. Yeah. I, have, I have some fictional wars in my list. How many do I have? I actually have majority of my stuff is a fictional war. So what were you considering when you were making your list? Um, to be honest, I felt like I could not neglect the violence, but lots of movies have violence, right? Mm-hmm. But I think I was considering more stuff where you have like gangs or teams of, of people with mm. a goal of wiping out another people from. Yeah. So it was yeah, violence okay. at a mass scale. Mm. And you could argue, does it have to be like soldiers or... I think you will see from my list that mm. my definition for war might have been fairly fluid. But on the whole, I think I'll, my list is quite warish. Okay. What was yours like? My list is way less warish than yours. Really? A lot less Have warish. You seen mine? You don't know. I, I kind of I know half of yours. Yeah. I am a hundred, almost hundred and ten percent. One of ours has overlapped. Mm-hmm. Others, I'm so sure we haven't overlapped. Yeah. But mine is very like I really searched. I searched hard. It was hard for me because most of these war films, I watched them, I enjoyed them, but they passed by me. I just moved on. They gave me some feels, just some minimal feels. It just had no lasting effect. I didn't have any strong opinion on them. So I just moved on pretty fast. But a few, and the ones that stuck with me were mostly the funny ones. So you you will see. So yeah, you it's not seri- like how you say. Oh, they're wiping out. I just looked for anything. Actually, my criteria is in its in its its Wikipedia definition. Does it state that it had a war centered around it? If it did, on Somewhere. my list, like I because it, it was hard for me to find any of those where the other person yeah. the, the other side was trying to wipe out the other. Yeah. Yeah, but I have some few and some good ones. I'm so, to that. Cool, cool. So, should we get to it now? Let I us. think you should start. This is my guests always start. So. Really? Hmm. Okay. okay. You always start. Well, okay. One last question before mm. we go into this. Mm. I apologize for keeping it waiting. But, are yours in order? Because mm. mine are kind of all over the place. Five to one. Five I to was one. very, it was, hard, I had to make sure, like between five to like three, those could be, no, 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 no. I'll talk about them, but it's five to one defined. Okay. Five to one. That's how well. I'm expecting us to go. Yeah. Five to one. Yeah. Okay, then. Uh, I think I'll start with my number five. Which is? 
which is Lord of War from 2005. It's a Nicholas Cage film. I know you haven't seen this one. Yes, I think it's the only one and I haven't seen. The only reason I put it up, like, I watched it such a long time ago, and I only have vague memories of it, but it made such an impression because it's f- fairly based on uh, a true story. It was about the people who profit from war. Mm-hmm. So it's this guy who goes around and he's picking up guns from uh, the US military and he's selling them to terrorists and all sorts of groups. And he's pretty much financing both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but I thought it was uh, the drama was real, I felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicholas, I mean, I think he's at home in his, in his war genres, in these high intensity environments. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did I like about it? It's a number five. So what's, it was what's, just what's memorable. What's its story? Uh, so Nicholas, who is the protagonist, uh-huh. starts out as a... I mean, he's, he's looking for a way to make lots of money. He's a very ambitious guy. Mm-hmm. And he's living like a double life. Mm-hmm. So he's going around... Uh, he's figured out a loophole. Mm-hmm. How to get weapons really cheaply mm-hmm. and smuggle them to you know guys who want mm-hmm. so he plays his role and he makes a lot of money people don't know where his money is coming from and the end it costs him very dearly costs him someone who is really close to him are we allowed like to give spoilers wife or kids me give me that spoiler i don't think i'll watch well he film. loses his brother in oh. the very very end <laughs> oh. that's like giving away the who whole who kills movie, his so. brother so uh um, okay, some this of is the wrong. People, yeah, this is probably wrong. <laughs> anyway. But is it good? Nicolas Cage and one that I've not even heard of when he doesn't okay. have a very good reputation. Disclaimer, right I went into it expecting very little and it just blew my mind. It what what year was it made? It was made in two thousand five. So it's a pretty old movie and I watched it pretty late, maybe twenty tens. But it's one of those movies that stuck in my mind. It made me think. Okay. So okay. how does this work? Do you go then? I no, go? then I go. Oh. It's not your whole five list. Then yeah, yeah. you okay. So my my number five is actually is actually two movies. This is why I told you I actually had six because I had honorable mentions and I had a top four that was okay. Like I actually have a certain feeling towards those films, and my honorable mentions are those that I enjoyed. Yeah. I appreciate there were good films, but eh, you yeah, know, they don't quite now matter. my two are Saving Private Ryan. You know, Saving Private Ryan. It's a Steven Spielberg World War Two. I know yeah. you kind of have to watch it. Yeah, it's like one of those yes, it's one of those. And the second one is Hotel Rwanda, hmm. Civil War Two and. And Hutu and Tutsi in Rwanda. I was so whelmed by that movie. Exactly. No, I wasn't so whelmed. I, I watched it. I liked it. I could see very good filmmaking. But it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. bye. I, I, I'm not going to revisit you. I'm not going to dedicate a podcast you to know? that movie. I'm not going to do that to Saving Private Ryan either. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, Saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. is like number one on every Everything. single exactly. war list that exists. Exactly. I'm fairly like, embarrassed. What the hell? Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Both of them are really well done movies. And uh, 
I watched Saving Private Ryan more recently compared to the other films, yeah. and there's this powerful scene at the end where Tom Hanks looks at Matt Damon and is like, "Earn this." <laughs> it's so powerful. Yeah. I appreciated the power in that scene, okay. but that I moved on from the whole. Yeah, it, it, I know that Speaking it, it can't Hanks. go over your head. That scene cannot go over yeah. your head. Mm. No, I mean, without having watched it, hey, the scene yeah. of Tom Hanks. I was about to include Forest Camp in my list. Ah. I know. Gabaya is the word there. <laughs> don't you remember when they were in the war They're in the war? Lieutenant ah. Dad was in his That's a cheat, a... but it's a cheat that works. Exactly. I was so close to putting. You should it. have put it there. I know. Uh, Put it as an on, anyway. We mentioned it, so it's an yeah. honorable mention. Unofficially, it just came up. <laughs> Next, what's yours? Uh, huh. number four. This one was kind of a hard one. About say, beasts of no nation. Search this vehicle. Search all the vehicles. I want them disarmed. I want them disrobed. I want this victory mapped. Map them. Map this victory. Controller. Map them. This vehicle. All them bodies. I want them pockets searched. All of it. Such am good, good. Beasts of No Nation, maybe a few months back, would have been my number one. But after revisiting it and mm-hmm. watching it, having all the hype go away. Uh-huh. It uh, went away. So it, you it mean it has made your number four with the hype going away? Yeah. And that's, I think... Then it's, you really enjoyed the movie. I really enjoyed it the first time I watched it. Mm. And... I don't know, but like also this, the, the the way I watched it, I was at home alone in my room, like mm-hmm. at midnight, and that's it's a very dark story, and it's not the sort of thing you you it's watch okay. right before going to bed, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's why that's where the extra impact came from, uh-huh. the fact that it's like watching a horror movie in your in your house uh-huh. all alone. Uh-huh. It just feels more scary, but yeah, it was it was a pretty heavy story. And uh, what stayed with you in that film? Ah oh man, the I most the drug use, the 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 hat tips to like the Connie War, and yeah, it just felt it too. felt somewhat familiar, even though it was all made up, even the the country didn't really exist. And I thought mm-hmm. I, I thought Idris Elba played the warlord, you know, pretty well. He was he was uh, heroic, and he was dangerous, and he was. Erratic. I mean, you couldn't you you couldn't read the man, and also the chemistry between Nagu and Striker. Oh, those two were the yeah. best. It, it felt so honest. I don't know about you, but it felt really honest. It felt and real. For a movie that was acted like in English, mm. I'm pretty surprised at how authentic it felt. Maybe without, for example, if you if you to compare it to the movie like Queen of Country, right? Yeah. Which you know, you know at the back of your mind that if that this movie was done in Uganda, yeah. it would have been like ten times better. But yeah, I was convinced. I bought the story. Yeah, you you know my problems that I had with that film. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just they didn't get into the psyche of that ki- that kid as much as I would have liked, loved True. them too, and it disturbed me the whole way. But even the end, its the ending was so unceremonious. Oh God, I did yeah. I didn't like that third act at all. So 
I didn't even try it. it it's not even in my honorable mentions and it's really? too soon to even what? be in my honorable honorable mentions. I want to see if I'll remember it two years later. Because you know, there's uh, a scene towards the end uh, where things have just gone bad because the movie goes from you know these kids are winning and they're having such a blast i mean they're, they're enjoying the spoils of war and towards the end when reality really hits home mm. and Agu is wo- walking through through the t- trenches and he's like the only thing they had to live on pretty much was weed mm. and the kids are sick and people just want to leave yeah. that was i don't know why but that was such a powerful That's powerful for you image for me like that if there's one scene that mm. is going to remain in my mind it was mm. that scene okay things got real <laughs> okay let me go on to my number four i can't believe we're only on number four but my number four is actually an old movie a classic mm-hmm. i don't know if you've watched it but maybe so it's called dr strange love have you heard of it at wow, least your movies are, i don't know how cool <laughs> am i okay actually when, you know i first doubted i'm like isn't yeah. this a contrived opinion am i not forcing it but yeah. actually out of all the stanley kubrick movies i've watched so far which are about my list is not long yeah. so i'm still growing as a cinephile yeah, yeah, yeah. but out of the ones i've watched of his dr strange love is my favorite it's the one I enjoyed the most, yeah. genuinely. It's the one I watched all the way through. Most of them I've, I've, I've stopped halfway and yeah. then come back and revisited. I watched it all the way through and I found it really genius. I'm very sure there's a bunch of humor I must have not gotten because this movie is satire. It's satire on the Cold War, the yeah. Cold War between USA and Russia. Have you watched it yet? I haven't. Anyway. Little bit, I'm not going to spoil for you that we're all spoiling yeah, yeah, yeah. for us the Nicolas Cage movie. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the entire yeah. premise of the thing is uh, the US, is it the US? Um, the US wants to throw a nuclear bomb, mm-hmm. I think it's the US, onto Russia. A yeah. nuclear war, it's you killing basically everyone. It's yeah. a super big deal. So it managed to make satire out of this. And while I was reading about this film, yeah. I saw the book has actually a serious story. Mm-hmm. But Stanley Kubrick looked at the thing and was like, and this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to make it a funny thing. He manages to really make a serious thing completely ridiculous. Yeah. And he shows the entire world being at stake over men in a room. There's this scene where the guy comes up and he's like, gentlemen, there's no fighting here. This is the war room. The hell? <laughs> this is so yeah. absurd. What did you say? I said Premier Kissoff is a degenerate atheist. Mr. Mr. President, I formally request to have signal I'm sorry, Mr. President. I think they're trying the number. It's a genius film. I really think so. It had to come up on my list. It's, wow. I think it's, now I'm even sad that it's number four. Yeah, it should have been higher. <laughs> Everything it's else funny. is actually embarrassing that I put it. I, I can't believe I put it at number four. Do you know, I was, regret. I should watch that movie. <laughs> you have to. I, I was thinking about like. If Donald Trump were president, <laughs> I feel like the war room would very much be, you know, just dependent. Like war can be mm. dependent on how my morning was. I know. Did someone knock just me or spill my coffee? Just men disagreeing right? and yeah. just failing to understand each other yeah. can really put things. I hear you. Yeah. Full on countries. 
I can't believe it's at number four because everything else said, oh no, baby, my number three is not bad. Like, it gets better. It, 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 anyway, move to your number three first. Hmm. Number three. Uh, wow, it's getting hard, but I'll say Inglorious Bastards. I can't believe it's your number three. Uh, this is like me putting Dr. Strange Love at number four. Anyway, uh-huh. yeah, it's really, okay. really hard. And okay, yeah, I'm just it's going, going to, to be hard any, anytime when you top it. I'm yeah. going to be like, How do you think that could top it? I actually think we might have a session at the end where we reconsider what we're saying, <laughs> but for now, <laughs> Glorious Bastards, my mm-hmm. number three. Mm-hmm. It's just the way these guys trivialize such big things like murder killing mm. like well Quentin Tarantino has a way of making violence funny you could say that it was a comedy black comedy right yeah ah oh, man it, it, does it fit on your list just before we it's go it's so <laughs> like it. okay yeah. let me even say it now. it's my yeah. number one so what? my list of things to say about it but you've you're, you're kind of killed it. I've eh? killed, killed it. I'm just <laughs> telling you, it's yeah. my number one. So I think we yeah. should spare it and talk about it together right. at I my agree number with you. one. I agree with you. So you moved to your number three. My number three. My number three. I don't know if you've watched it. Have you watched Tropic Thunder? Like, where do you get this movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, you've not heard of Tropic Thunder. No. No fucking way. Yeah, that's why. I'm no. Not <laughs> Tropic Thunder, you have to watch Tropic Thunder. You have to Thunder. expect these things when you invite cartoonists to talk about you war. You have eh? to watch Tropic Thunder. Tell me about it. Anyway, Tropic Thunder is a movie that stars and directs Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Mm, and he, there's himself, Robert Downey Jr., Jack Black, and an epic cameo of Tom Cruise. Like Now, since I know you've not watched it, I'm, yeah. not, I'm hardly going to spoil a thing. Yeah. But anyway, the entire plot is about actors who are filming a movie about the Viet- Vietnam War. Yeah. yeah. So the, the director decides to throw them in a jungle because yeah. they're behind schedule and he's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just throw you in a jungle and you're going to act out. Yeah. There's hidden cameras everywhere yeah. and things will just go like special effects will just come at you and you'll always react to a situation. Yeah. But it and they find themselves in a jungle and there's a gang of people and yeah. there's like an old to, 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 tornado. What do they call the things that blow up? Uh, grenade. Grenade. Yeah. An old grenade and it actually kills the people. For real. But yeah. they still think it's acting. So it kind of goes with that whole flow. Yeah. So they, don't they know, think they don't they're know. acting, but they're unsure they're not. It, it's really really funny. Just actors wow. trying to be serious and trying to take their role serious. So much humor. Mm-hmm. It's a really good movie, in, no, and it's a movie in I a think movie. I watched something really Probably. similar. Uh-huh. Was Stone Cold in that thing? Who? Stone Cold, the, the wrestler. I have no I idea. I might be thinking of something else. You okay. might be thinking, but that's my number three. Yeah. Move to your number two. Number two, you kind of know this: City mm-hmm. of God. <laughs> I intentionally did not put that one. What? Because you knew I was going to put because it. Because it's your movie. It's that like is, your movie. I can't even believe it's number two. So what the hell is number? What's number one? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I actually think I'm biased. You know, the the more recent thing you've watched, uh-huh. it kind of takes center stage in your mind. Yeah. But City of God was such man. Like if I were a director, it would be my dream to come up with something like City of God. That movie it is felt genius. Like, 
I went I went out of my way to find out like the behind the scenes, <laughs> the stories of these people. First, well, first of all, it's based on a true story, right? I know. The, I mean, the favelas. Like that was another character in the film. This whole film could have been silent, and this the environments could have spoken. Like the colors, the freaking chicken. <laughs> that opening scene. That opening scene kids was so good. Kids. When it eventually oh, comes man. back to it, I think that's the most powerful coming back to an, a past scene I've ever felt. The way these guys so play cool. with flashbacks, oh. the richness of the characters. And I think that's the one of the most profound things about this movie. I think, well, it, it was shot in, I don't know what they speak, that Portuguese, right? The Brazilian language. Mm-hmm. I think they speak Portuguese. And the guys who they cast mm-hmm. were actually, you know, people who actually lived in favelas. They weren't yeah. professional actors. The only professional actor in that whole movie was the guy who played uh, Carrot. He was the only professional ah, actor. And for real? The rest were authentic favela guys. And you think about characters like Lil Z, Benny, like... How did these guys never act before? I really wish Queen of Katrick would have been but, that great. Like they should have cast like real authentic people. No one would watch it, man. No, like, anyway. Again, it kind of I think it's also along that story of uh Lord of the Flies type genre where kids are just out of control. Mm. Where we see like human nature in its rawness. What does it look like when kids grow up unparented, mm. raw, like just do whatever they want? Eh? Ah man, that movie, it, it changed my life. <laughs> now you have those life-changing <laughs> meals where you remember this day at this burger. Mm. That, was, that was it for me. I don't know how this movie is not number one in the meantime. Yes, but you felt exactly... You know, there's something about writing something yeah. down, but when you talk about your LS... How did this not this make it? This thing was so powerful. How is it not on my... Like, <laughs> if you have not watched... City of God, any of you six listeners who listened <laughs> to this podcast? Oh my goodness! Watch this City movie of God. is Don't so rich. Don't make my six listeners stop listening ah, by knowing bad. they're the only <laughs> listeners. <laughs> my bad. One day. <laughs> You're so big. Anyway, my number two, the one I typed laughing. I'm like, mm. <laughs> most of all because I knew I wouldn't even have to try to remember anything about it because I yeah. have it. Captain America, Civil War. Get out. I know. I kept saying, I'll tell you. The word war is in the movie already. But look. It's a civil war. It's a civil war. (laughs) And it's so 2000s. Like, what's the most 2000 things happening now? Superhero movies. And there's basically a war between two favorite characters. So it's significant in a way. And it was a great, great, great movie. Mm. Who are you rooting for? Uh, man, I was very undecided even yeah. in the last time. I, I'm, I, I, I didn't like the whole mopey thing. Yeah. The whole Iron Man's thing became a bit too mopey yeah. at some point. But I'm pretty surprised that a Marvel movie could have made your top five. What, what was it about this one? No, this movie was so good. Have yeah. you ever been having to hold so many characters and mm-hmm. make all of them relevant yeah. <laughs> at the same time? City of God. In two hours. Yeah. Characters which people already know no, and true, love. True. You're able to bring Spider-Man and make him remember you for that movie's genius. <laughs> ah, it's 
such an achievement. Yeah. You cannot even try to, to, to belittle it yeah. among the rest of the things. Some things that have a straightforward three arc, like mm-hmm. start, mm-hmm. middle, end. The middle, yes, there's going to be no point of return. Then you're going to make everything right. But when you have that many characters, yeah. no, those script writers have to be given a thumbs Props. up. And even people <laughs> remember Zemo. They remember yeah. Black Panther. Don't remember even bla- that that chick with the hands. Atman has a small cameo and he's still no that movie Relevant, is good. Yeah. So in light of the 2016, like I, it was it was actually funny for me to be yes. in violence is too easy. <laughs> You've really given me to do this. <laughs> this is just too easy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I can't wait to hear your number one. Please lay it on me. Um, <clears throat> my number one and the most recent war movie I watched was Fury. Brad Pitt. Oh my god. How could you forget eh, that? I didn't forget that. I didn't forget that movie. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it was going to be on your list. Really? But you actually put it above City of I'm, God. I'm actually surprised. But I, 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 like I said before, it's probably... You know, just the fact that I recall the most. How it. how how recently did you watch it? Uh, I'll say maybe in the past three months. I watched mm. Fury in the past three months. It's more war movie. War it's like movie the most war than, movie than on my City list. City of think. God, though. It's it's like sort of inglorious bastards territory. It goes in my honorable mentions. Yeah, mm. Fury was such a good movie. It's a really really good. Like movie. the fact that I think one of the reasons I really related to this movie mm. was that. One of the main characters, Logan, the guy who's played by Logan, I forget his name right now, but that that timid guy who comes and this is like his first taste of war, Mm. I really appreciate that this guy was sort of a caricature for me. It felt like this guy, if I was in the movie, this is who I would be. I felt like it's it sort of puts you in the driving seat. Like what would it be like being plunged head first like into war? And this guy sort of embodies what I would do. His first task is not even to shoot a gun or anything, it's to clean the tank <laughs> and the guy pukes, right? Like Ah, that was such a good movie. The the tank battle, the fact that this whole thing happens in this one tiny confined space. I don't want to give away the end. Don't. But like I I felt I was with this guy the whole movie those characters became my friends. The five guys, the shooter guy, and they were kind of stereotypical kind of war people. Kinda, you have the yes, funny guy. W- you have the hard, you know, the, oh, it's such a good movie. And Brad Pitt doesn't disappoint. He's, he's like... He sometimes does, but he doesn't no, disappoint. No, but in this, this one, one. And even Shia LaBeouf was yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. awesome. But, can you believe this is the same guy that did Suicide Squad? How? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, you, you, you know, even, after seeing a film like that, you are yeah, sure there's, you no, there's no way he's disappointing. Nah, okay. Everyone has that. That moment. Sad. Everybody expected the best, but... But he did put train Fury him over, of course... Exactly, the guy who did training there and yeah. then did this and and made a war <laughs> movie this cool. Do you yeah. know, there's literally no one yeah. that I've given this movie who doesn't like it. Really, yeah. It's that good. Yeah. So. But I think before you mention your number one, mm. 
Do you have other honorable mentions? I wanted to mention them after my number one. Oh, Let's okay. first finish, then cool. we do the honorable mentions. So my number one, as already revealed, is Inglorious Bastards. You're sheltering enemies of the state, are you not? Yes. You're sheltering them underneath your floorboards, aren't you? Yes. Point out to me the areas where they're hiding. Sterrets, I assume, while they're listening, they don't speak English. Yes. I'm going to switch back to French now, and I want you to follow my masquerade as clear. Yes. Monsieur Lapadite, je vous remercie pour le nom. Tarantino. Of course, we're so many. I hate to say it like that, but dick riders of of of, yeah. of, of Quentin Tarantino, and I'm partially one of them. But yes, this is my favorite Quentin Tarantino. I think it. You 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 kept pulling the funny, yeah. and I don't expe- especially pull the funny out of it. Really, yeah. I pull more of the intensity yeah. and the dialogue. Yeah. Best scene ever that opening scene yeah. when he's seated there and he's talking to the farmer, <laughs> and then the people down, yeah. and they shoot the shit out of them. But that intensity of just he Christopher really Walken. now he oh introduced Christoph Waltz. Yeah. He introduced Sorry, Waltz, us yeah. to Christoph Waltz. Wasn't yeah. that the first time basically anyone had seen Christoph Waltz? Waltz? Yeah. His character Hans Lander, best <laughs> villain in the longest oh time. Goodness. That guy was intense. Yes. First, before you go ahead, uh-huh. that scene where he. Where Brad Pitt, I think, is trying to fake German, mm-hmm. and he holds up his hand in the wrong way. Oh my God! <laughs> You're like, why? <laughs> and you know that the way it built up the yeah. intensity of every single situation. Oh, that movie is great. Movie. That movie is great. I really say the film isn't perfect, yeah. but two things: that villain and that intensity build I, I i wish it had more of yeah. you know how in the beginning the the as the farm scene as we talked about it mm-hmm. and they shoot people and one person survives, survives yeah. and she runs off yeah. 
Yeah. I love the tension that came up with her and Landa, Hans mm-hmm. Landa. I really wish it was more. <sighs> it's what I would have begged for from yeah. that film even more. Because actually, the inglorious bastards themselves yeah. weren't that intriguing a piece of no, plot than anyone else, really. The movie was the... It the was so good. Everyone was basically a bad guy. Because even Shoshana herself was bad yeah. and wanted a bad thing. That film was great. And it had Michael Fassbender. He is the man of my life. Okay, yeah. he's, he's my favorite. Okay, he's a hot. Okay, my favorite actor would be Joaquin Phoenix, but mm. he's hot as hell. Like, Michael Fassbender. I would watch Michael Fassbender watch paint dry. <laughs> <laughs> I love him that yeah. much. I want to just look at him all the time. More points for having Michael Fassbender. Yeah. But yeah, has to be my number one. Yeah, the character is actually way bigger than the plot. Yeah, it's it's one of those, and there were quite quite a number if you think about it. And, mm-hmm. and you had, by the way, this guy is he's a master at re- revenge fantasies. If there's one person who can <laughs> make you feel good about shooting Hitler <laughs> like a hundred thousand times, it's Tarantino. No, it's I can't believe it's at your number one now, number four. Uh, <laughs> ah man, it's been a while. Unless I rewatch it, then we, oh, we do this thing. I actually and rewatched it a bit before, um, so that, that kind of makes, makes sense. Yeah. But Christoph Waltz, greatest villain in cinematic history in a while. Like in recent history, yeah. recent, recent history, he has to be the greatest. Okay, so uh, my honorable mentions... Uh, Blood Diamond. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, Gladiator for a fictional war film. Are you not entertained? Three hundred. I had oh, the fictional oh ones. <laughs> but the second one just took away a lot of them. Uh, they should stop with the sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just know. pretend they didn't happen. It was for the money. <laughs> Another one. Mm-hmm. Casablanca. You know Casablanca was set in the whole olden thing. You yeah. really need to catch up with I old cinema. I thought that cinema. was a, a love story. It is, but it's a love story intertwined with the war because the guy yeah. wants to pick up someone who's in a war. And yeah. I liked Casablanca. Like, it's just the way I liked Hotel Rwanda. I yeah. liked Casablanca. <laughs> That's the exact same way. Now, uh, The Heart Locker. No, it's not in my What? Heart Locker is such a good movie. Yeah, but it didn't stay with me. It I can't even stay. remember. I can only I remember the scene with the suit mm-hmm. and how cool it was. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, everything else, no. How about Body of Lies, Leonardo DiCaprio? Mm, Where yeah. they break his fingers. That's like good. The scene that stays with everyone. Mm. What are your honorable missions? Yeah, I think those are those. I've sort of thrown them you in. You did have a list. Of honorable mentions. Yes. I had a well. There's Heart Locker. There is Body of Lies. I would say you know I don't really have any of those like olden day gladiator type movies. Mm. That's strange. Are you serious? Okay. Would Harry Potter count, count as a war film? <laughs> Do you know what I almost the last put? Harry Potter. I almost put Star Wars. Yeah, it has wars but then in its that name. that franchise is a family drama. Yeah. More than anything, it's a family you, drama. You never really think. You think of it more as an adventure mm, film. Yes, okay, yes. He has his star. What's that star mm. that they brought back in The Force Awakens? That one. <laughs> yeah, that one. It always comes as a second-rate plot, really. Yeah. But yeah, that's been... This has been a long episode, by the way. 
But you edit, right? I'll edit, but not everything. Much, it's yeah. like two minutes of editing, by the <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, this has been uh, Cinema Red Pill. I've been here with Philip. It's been so much fun. Yeah, thank you, you so much. You have to be back. For having me. Pick no more things next time. No more things. No more we movies. Shall, no more things. We shall talk about economics documentaries. <laughs> my top five economics documentaries. <laughs> so it's been so much fun. I'm Sharon. I'm Philip. Um, if you disagree or agree with our views, email me directly at Sharon at cinemaredpill.com. Thank you for listening, my dear six listeners. <laughs> <laughs>